0: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. If your child is considering something as big as joining the military, you can bet they're taking the time to do some research. You can too by visiting todaysmilitary.com because their success tomorrow begins with your support today. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember, to love God, love people, and love life.
1: Whatever you have, let's say it together. I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on ten and I win in Jesus name. Remain standing go to 1 Corinthians 11:31. 1 Corinthians 11:31. This is the apostle Paul he's writing now uh, to what he calls his spiritual children, the entirety of the church of uh, Corinth. And he's trying to help them understand something to have a reset. Say I'm in a reset. I'm in a reset. Say it again, say I'm in a reset uh-huh What says first corinthians chapter 11 verse 31 he says for if we would judge ourselves we would not be what cut. talk to me nine fifteen. if we would judge ourselves we would not be but when we are judged we are chastened by the lord that we might not be condemned with the world Now, 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 now. Now, here's what you need to know that word judge means cut So, so, so watch this, let's read it now understanding what judge means in Greek which is the language of our New Testament for if we would cut ourselves we would not be cut but when we are cut we are chastened by the Lord that we might not be condemned with the world do me a favor, introduce today's message to somebody, say neighbor in the midst of your reset you need to cut it Yeah, some stuff you need to cut Some stuff you need to cut. Test that other neighbors, there's some stuff you need to cut. And you need to do it right now while you still have a choice. Father, I decree that you might increase. Speak to us now that we will move and walk in everything that you have today. As we are in this reset, we decree and declare that we are resetting, Father, with fresh beginnings, new beginnings. And all of our progress has not been lost. But, Father, we are resetting on ten, experiencing the best of the best. I speak it into everybody's life under the sound of my voice. That they would be on ten, walking in the best of the best, experiencing the best of the best. People, places, things, and ideas. And we thank you that it is so. In Jesus' name, somebody shout Hallelujah as you take your seats just tell one more person say you need to cut it you need to cut it you need to cut it uh-huh you need to cut it that's why I brought you in some good Some I brought you in something to help you cut it I, you got some help to cut it today watch this Every now and then there's some areas of life where we need to hit reset and have a new beginning and in this life giving message series we've been walking through how to reset to create new beginnings. Last weekend we began to hit the reset button in ourselves and Wednesday we reset how we see success through the lenses of the side effects of success. I don't have time to reteach that so get the CD or get it on auto message through our mobile app. A reset we defined last week means to move back to the original place or position and to put something back in the correct position for healing and finally to set again or differently and sometimes to reset there's some stuff we need to cut and in the Bible this is called pruning somebody say pruning and to prune means this, it's to cut away dead or overgrown branches or stems so you can increase your fruitfulness and your growth. And in 1 Corinthians 11:31, judge means to cut. And that verse says that there's, uh, it teaches us this, that there's two ways to initiate a cutting or a pruning. Uh, you can self-cut, which means you do it by choice, or God will sovereignly cut, which means he'll do it by force. It's some people you should have cut out of your life years ago that God says, since you wouldn't self-cut them, I sovereignly cut them, and I put them out, which is why you couldn't stop them from walking out. Amen. Either you self-cut, say self-cut. Sovereign. That's a choice, or you're sovereignly cut. Sovereign refers to God, which means he'll do it by force. But Paul said, if you self-cut, you won't have to be sovereignly cut, but either way, it will be cut. Amen. Now, now tell your name say, either way, Amen. some stuff's got to be cut. I want to show you this quick video I saw on YouTube from a gardener, and she's going to tell you why you need to cut some stuff. Watch what she says.
0: I'm going to show you how to prune a um, a little feathery-looking thing coming out. That is a
1: sucker. And the more suckers you take off, the larger your tomatoes that are left on the vine." You missed it. She was preaching and y'all wasn't shouting at her. She said, the more suckers you take off, the larger your fruit can grow." I'm here to tell you, touch your neighbor and say, you need to cut some suckers. You need to cut some suckers. You can't see pruning as loss. It's not lost because God's mathematics is different than ours. He often subtracts lesser nouns, people, places, things, and ideas, in order to add on ten nouns. That's the best of the best nouns, people, places, things, and ideas because pruning produces more progress. Say pruning produces progress. Now watch this. John 15, 2 says this. Jesus said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he says, I get rid of it entirely. What's this? What's this? And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so he can do what? Bear more fruit, which means pruning is actually a compliment. Pruning means you've been growing. Pruning means you've been getting wiser. You've been smarter. You've been better instead of bitter. Say pruning is for my good. Now, watch this, while you're being pruned, whether you're doing it self-initiated or sovereignly initiated, it can seem overwhelming, and it's not. It's just uncomfortable, but that's where growth happens fastest. I'm going to say it again. Your fastest growth in life happens, watch this, when you're uncomfortable because you have no choice but to change. Y'all not saying nothing. Now, what needs to be pruned, watch this, as easy as A, B, C. Y'all ready for A? The first thing needs to be pruned in your life is asses. I'm probably going to come back to this verse about 100 more times for this year is over. I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 22.10, King James Version says this. Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. Now, there are two types of asses. And if you're uncomfortable with what the Bible calls it, you can call them donkeys. But the Bible calls I'm just saying Bible. Don't look at me with that tone of face. Some of y'all say worse, worse stuff, and you ain't just saying Bible Look at your neighbor and say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't, don't sit up here and look at the bishop with that tone of face. Now, watch this. There are two types of asses. Uh now watch this. The first is external and, and then internal. Say external. external. Internal. internal. Now, now watch this. In English, an ass is a metaphor for a stupid person, place, thing, or idea. External asses are typically people that are in your life that are consistently inconsistent. They specialize in not bringing any value to the table, which is why you should never negotiate with an ass because you only negotiate with somebody that got something to offer. If you don't bring nothing to the table, I don't have nothing to negotiate with you concerning. If every time we talk, I'm giving you counsel, I'm telling you this and I'm doing that, you ain't bringing nothing into the equation, well, there's nothing to negotiate about. What's this? And if you ain't shouting about this, you the ass somebody need to cut. You need to cut. Touch your neighbor and say, you need to cut it. Yes, you do. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Although ox were normally, now let me give you, the, this, this, let me give you this, this, this understanding. Now now watch this. Oxen were supposed to be yoked together with other oxen. A yoke was a tool that was used, it was a wooden instrument that was used to connect two ox together. Now watch this. What's significant about it is that ox were only supposed to be paired with another ox. But sometimes an ox would be paired with an ass. Now, now check this out. The issue is the ass, watch this, the ass would always cause disruptions and delay because an ass could only do well short term. You didn't hear what I just said. There are some people that should not be in your life because they have not proven they can be consistent long term. They do good for a week. Do good for a month. Do good for three months. But they ain't even lasted 12 months without issues. They ain't lasted 12 months without trauma. And oxen and ass ain't got no business being yoked together. Leave it up. That instrument right there in the middle was the yoke. Now check this out. Are y'all still here? Touch your neighbor and so say you need to cut it. The issue isn't the ass. The issue is that you're connected to the ass. Asses do what asses do liars do what liars do haters do what haters do lazy people do what lazy people do the issue is you need to take you out some shears and go cut the yoke between an ox and I wish I had somebody that heard what I'm saying a cattle couldn't legally be called an ox until it was tested to prove it could be trusted to carry the weight you are not just some chump change. You are a king and a priest. You are the head and not the tail. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline, but you can't be that if you got asses connected to you that keep trying to pull you back to where you used to be and pull you back from where you used to go and pull you back into the drama you used to be in. And I need you to high five your neighbor and say, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody. What's this? some people can't hold the weight of you they sitting up planning for the weekend you planning for your future they sitting up talking about stuff that don't mean nothing and you're saying I was not sent to just pay bills and die I was sent to rule to reign to conquer and subdue they can't handle the weight that's you and you are trusting folk that, that, that haven't been tested. You could not qualify to be called an ox unless you proved you can handle the weight that is the ox. Now, here's what happens. It just looks like an ass is making progress because the ox makes up for their lack. But watch what happens. But eventually it tires the ox because just because someone is present doesn't mean they're purposeful. This is why some of y'all are so tired and stressed out now. It's because you got people that are present, but they're not purposeful. And you get tired sometimes trying to carry grown people. You get tired sometimes trying to carry folk that won't fight for themselves. But today, you need to. You need to. You need to. Watch this what's this? Moses was so aggrieved by the issue. He issued a commandment. It wasn't a suggestion. Moses issued a commandment. Say a commandment. Moses said thou shalt not. He he didn't say I really think it's a good idea. Moses said thou shalt not. Come on talk King James to me. Thou shalt not. No that's new King James go to the old King. Give me that OKG. Say it with me, church. Thou shalt not. Now, what part of that don't you understand? Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you what part your neighbor don't understand. Your neighbor think they're an the ass whisperer. What's that mean, Bishop? They think they're going to change somebody. Not realizing how difficult it is just to change yourself, you can't change nobody else. You ain't, y'all not saying nothing to me. Shut your neighbor. Say that's not how any of this works. If it walks like an ass, talks like an ass, act like an ass, baby, it's an ass. And the only thing you need to do is cut it. If you're just coming in and you're like, "Is he cussing?" No. Read your Bible, Deuteronomy 22:10. Put it up. You read it. One, two, ready? Read. If you don't like what the Bible calls it, you can call it a donkey. But I'm going to call it an ass. Because the Bible calls it an ass. That's why we have King's Kids. Now, the Bible forbids, say forbids. Let me tell you, based on this, it's, most of us have been breaking this commandment. <laughs> what do you mean? Because the Bible forbids us. It's not even suggested. It's a commandment. He says, do not plow with an ass. Now here's what plow means in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament. Be together with. How you a ox, but all your friends look like the ass conventions. Y'all not gonna say nothing to me? How you an ox and you got a bunch of low life folk ain't trying to go nowhere, ain't trying to do nothing. Talk about you for coming to church. Talk about you for giving. Talk about you for putting God first. Ox have no business surrounded by ass. And if you ain't going to say nothing, i Well, watch this? He said you shouldn't be together with an ass. So your friends shouldn't be asses, which means, what's this? You shouldn't have many friends because there's few ox. If everybody likes you, Jesus says something's wrong with you. Jesus said, woe unto you where everybody likes. You ought to be glad next time somebody say they don't like you. I just got proven to me I'm an ox. Everybody likes ass, but don't everybody handle an ox. Y'all not saying nothing to me. The Bible, you should not be together with an ass. Then the next definition of the word plow in Hebrew means plan with. Some of y'all making plans with people that ain't never completed nothing. You ain't finished nothing. And while I'm on the subject, stop consulting people that ain't never built nothing on how to build something. Why are you asking your crazy relatives that ain't got a window nor a pot how to get some stuff handled in life? Baby, go build something and then tell me how to build something. But until you done build what I built, been what I've been, spend what I spent, Y'all ain't saying nothing. Don't be trying to consult me you sitting up here asking failures how to succeed. But that's my mama. She need to win at something. That's my daddy. He need to win at something. Don't ask a loser how to win. He preaching kind of strong. Why? Because you need to cut it. So when I talk to you in Hebrew and Greek. You look at me like this. But when I start talking like this here, y'all are like, that's right, Bishop. He right though be together with, plan with, build with. You don't build with an ass because whatever you build with an ass, that ass will tear it up. Then watch this next definition of plow in Hebrew. It means conspire. Listen, this it's such a long definition, but it's powerful. Conspire to be silent with about matters that should be discussed with the superior. I ain't going to say nothing if you don't say nothing ass. That's what the Bible says. I'm going to start nothing. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to start nothing. You're starting something by not saying nothing. Because you're allowing issues not to be fixed. And as long as the issue's not fixed, all you're doing is kicking the cam down the road. But eventually somebody's going to have to handle it. Let me tell you who does it. The ox get it done. The ox say, I'm not going to keep kicking these issues down the road. I'm not dealing with these same problems next year. Is there anybody in here that says, I'm sick and tired about being sick and tired about the same stuff over and over and over again. That day is over. Somebody holler, I need to cut it. Then it means then it means to quit what you were committed to with. That's what the word plow means. Verse, thou shalt not, Hebrew, quit what you were committed to with. See, normally what happens is an ass tries to find the ass tendencies in you. And when you're weak, the ass shows up, but I wouldn't go to church today. Let's just go have brunch. Let's just go have breakfast. Why, 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 Bishop? Because because what they're trying to do is that an ass gets oxen to quit. Because misery loves company. By definition, an ass is a metaphor for a stupid person, place, thing, idea. Now, how does stupidity feel good? Get somebody else to agree with it. It's quiet, church. All right, watch this. Here's the next two last definitions of this word plow. And again, if you're getting offended by this, listen, just come on to the ox side. The only reason you're getting offended is because you're an ass. But listen, here's the beauty of it. There's an ass-washing, cleansing, converting, anointing in this place today that can convert you from over there and move you over here to an ox. How of your neighbor say, I'm an ox, baby. I don't know about you. I'm an ox. Ain't no sense in looking at me mad. Baby, just come on and switch sides and come over here with the ox. You do know what an ox stands for? O Y'all not saying nothing. Just your neighbor say,
0: I'm an ox.
1: Well, that last meaning that word plow means to ignore leadership's direction with. So all I ask is just now when I said, holla, I'm an ox, and I'm on ten. But let me tell you why though. Let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell, tell you why. See, the problem isn't the ass, it's just doing what it does. The problem is that you're yoked to it. And that's what has to be cut. Throw that picture up again. That's what has to be cut. See, the issue isn't sometimes we get mad. I just don't know why so and so won't do right. The problem isn't that they won't do right, the problem is, is that you still care that they won't do right. The yoke. The yoke is the connection. And the book says, Isaiah 10 says that the anointing, that's his grace. That's his favor. That's his super to your natural. That it's the only thing that has the power to break the yoke. So the reason you had to be here today is so you could get some of the oil of the anointing on you so that everything that needs to be cut see there's some stuff you've been ruminating over You've been, th- I've been thinking, I've been thinking, I've been thinking baby it's time to stop thinking and start acting, I release an anointing over your life in the name of Jesus today that gives you the grace to cut every single yoke that needs to be cut not Monday, not Tuesday, not Wednesday but the moment you step up out of church touch your neighbor and say you need to cut it you need to cut it what was this? That's the external ass. Here's the internal ass. Put that verse up again. Somebody just joining us Deuteronomy 2210 King James Version. Ready? Read it together, church. With somebody that's on 10 and somebody that ain't. See, watch this. Here's what on 10 people try to do. Look, look at me, church. I heard this saying from Bishop Bright. I told him, I'm going to send him an offering for it, and I'm going to use it, and I'm going to work this saying like a part time job. Now, I'm telling you, I told her, I said, I just want you to know, I said, and I'm probably going to trademark it so you can't use it no more. <laughs> well, I said, I said, here's what on 10 people try to do. We try to move an inch toward the ass when you need to make the ass come all the way. <laughs> but that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> but that's what you trying to say. Because here's what happens. You'll step off a 10 for a moment to come down to the lower levels of life. Talking about I'm going to bring them up here. But what you need to say is I'm up here and I ain't looking down on you, but I'm not coming down there. Either you raise up your life, raise up your standards, raise up how you act. I go to church on Sundays, I go to church on Wednesdays. I give. I say either you raise up to where I'm at, because I ain't coming down there with you. But watch this. The internal ass is often found in our attitude. Ah, there it goes. An attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something that's reflected in behavior, which is often passive-aggressive behavior, which is like a knife with silk on it. i taught on that before. Get the series painkillers. Passive-aggressive people, watch this. They, they, rather than saying, hey, can you help me with this box, they'll say, oh, man, my back is hurting. Why? Because what they're really trying to say is I'm bitter that you won't come help me but I'm not bold enough to ask you for help. It's quiet, church. Touch your neighbor and say, you need to cut that. Uh-huh, try that other neighbor, because that we need to just make sure you're talking to an ox. Try that other one. So you need to cut that. You need to cut that. Well, what's this? I this? This brings us to the B. Remember, pruning is easy as A, B, C. We dealt with A. Now we're dealing with the uh, internal ass, which is B. And that needs to be cut. Say, it needs to be cut. It's called bitterness. Bitterness is angry, hurt, or resentful because of one's bad experiences or a sense of unjust treatment. It means to be full of anger and acrimony, to have a painful or unpleasant uh, experience, to accept or even contemplate it is painful or unpleasant. It's bitterness. And here's what bitterness is. Acts 28 and 23 says this. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Iniquity is generational sin. Check it out. He says, watch this. The reason you ain't breaking curses is because you're bitter, he says. Acts 8.23. He says, for I see you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Bitterness is poison that you drink hoping it hurts something or someone else. No, you missed it. You missed it. Let me show you bitterness. Here's bitterness. I can't believe so-and-so did that to me. I'm going to poison them. You drink the poison, nothing happens to them. You sitting up here twitching and all this here. Tell your neighbor, say, let me tell you what you need to do with that. Say, you need to cut that. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. There's, there's, there's a couple of ways we can get bitter. Number one, we can get bitter with God. Bitch, I ain't bitter with God. Really? You're not passive aggressive with God. God, I just been so good to you, Lord. It's been two months. I've been faithful. I've been doing all of this. And ain't nothing working for me, God. Why is nothing working for me, God? <laughs> lift your hands. I, Lord, I'm going to lift one. I'm just going through something right now. I'm feeling some type of way. You need to go get emojis. That whole here. We can get bitter with God. Touch your neighbor say, you know what the is talking about. Tell him. When he doesn't answer your prayer the way you want him to. When he doesn't hurt, who hurts you fast enough? When he he doesn't do the things you want him to do. When when you have car trouble that you blame on God when you're the one that didn't get your scheduled maintenance done. And you think because you spoke in tongue over your car. No, why can't you just do this one thing for me, God? I'm just asking you for all the oil to refill in the car because I ain't been filling the oil up. I'm just asking you to do the one thing for me, God. When you didn't budget your finances properly. And so your money is funny and your change is strange. You're talking about God, I tied in January of 14. I, gave, I paid that tithe. Can't believe you wouldn't do this one thing for me, God. God, I was, I was, I was nice to this person. I, I did right by this person. This is the first person I ain't even cheated on in no relationship. Lord, why, why did this happen? Okay, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this, watch this. Lord, why, was, why does my family look like this? Lord, oh, why does my life look like this? Lord, why am I going through this? Lord, why am I dealing with this? You can get bitter because watch this. Bitterness now says, Lord, I'm hurt and I'm resentful. I'm angry at you, sir. So when I lift my hands, I'm actually doing it with an attitude. When I pray, I'm doing it with an attitude. When I don't pray, I'm doing it because of an attitude. I just can't pray right now. You get to pray. I don't know about you, but that ain't smart to say. Touch your neighbor and say, we get to pray. But when we're bitter with God, I just, you know, I just, I'm just feeling some type of way right now. I just, I'm not even. Love God, love people, love life. I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. Everything's okay. Here's what happens. We get bitter with God. Let's be honest. How many of us have ever been bitter with God? Watch this. this you can be honest. Everybody, every, if you haven't been bitter with God, then you don't know God. Amen. All of us have had moments of bitterness with God where we've been angry, we've felt hurt, and perhaps resentful. And it's, it's often because something was withheld. Jesus. Psalm 8411. Watch this. Y'all still hear 915? Yes, uh-huh. Say, so I need to cut it. All right, Psalm 8411, watch this. It says, uh, no good thing, to be part of the verse, will he what? Withhold from those who walk what? Uprightly. Now, uprightly there translates to the word righteous. Now, Jesus, when he got on Calvary, when he died for us, he made us righteous. Righteous means in right standing. So when we pray, it's not that I'm acting a certain way to become righteous. He made me righteous so I can act a certain way. Did you catch that, church? I'm not doing righteous things so he'll see me as righteous. He made me righteous as a free gift so I can now do righteous things. You see the difference? So it's the difference between operating to obtain and operating from. I operate from righteousness. I'm not operating to obtain righteousness. But notice what he said. No good thing would he withheld. Would he withhold. Take it out. Here's how you need to cut your bitterness with God. If it's been withheld, it may have been from hell. you missed it there are certain things you pray for that you call yourself ready for but the book says if it's good for you he won't withhold it from you which means if God says no or not right now or it ain't happening today perhaps it's because he says that's not a good thing for you right now see I need somebody at this 915 that can give him a praise for the stuff he said no to For the stuff he said, nope, that ain't happening. I'm not doing that now. You ain't ready for that. I'm not, it'll mess you up in the long term. Touch your neighbor, say, Thank God he held that back. Thank God. Thank God he held back that person from your life. They would have rammed you through the gutter. Thank God he there's some stuff he withholds. And he says it's because it's not good for you right now. So don't be bitter with me for protecting you. Parents, you ever, you ever, you ever tried to tell your child something because they just knew everything. They fourteen, they know everything. You know, they seventeen, they know everything. They to know about everything. It's quiet church, and you're like, listen, you, you don't even see that what you call your friend, what you call your this, what you call your that, is fun to tear you up. So I said, sometimes as a parent, what do you have to do? You have to pull rank. What does rank mean? It's some stuff I'm going to just let you learn. It's some stuff I'm just going to stand in the way and say, "Mm, ain't going to be able to do that. Nope, 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 not in here. (laughs) No, not in here. No, you want to do your own thing. That's fine. You can do do your own thing out there. You got to Ike them sometimes. You can do your own thing out there, but in here? No, in here? Oh, no, that ain't happening in here. No, not in here. Why? Because you're saying you think it's good right now. But when that ass manifests, So sometimes God says, I'm withholding it because it's not good for you. Sometimes if it's withheld, it's from hell. But sometimes things are withheld because you didn't meet the prerequisites for what you asked for. Hebrews 10.36. After we obey, then we obtain. Sometimes people are mad at God for stuff that God is like, okay, did you do what I said to do to get that though? Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's That's like going to the mailbox saying, I'm just waiting on my tax return. You ain't filed a return. I'm just waiting on my tax check, going every day. This is in the name of Jesus. I declare it's going to be in there. Ain't nothing going to be in there until you follow the prerequisite. So look what Hebrews says. For you have need of endurance so that what? After. Shout it, 915. After. After I have done the will of God, after I've met the prerequisite, then I can receive the promise. So let me give you an example of this. Scripture says, if you be willing and obedient, then you'll eat the good of the land. What's the prerequisite? Willing and obedient. What's the prerequisite? Obedience. Which means I don't get to obtain until I obey. Got it. God's love is free. Favor has a fee. His love is free and it's unconditional, but being on 10, that has a cost. The cost is everything beneath 10 has to be cut. It's quiet. Sometimes we're bitter with God and God says, listen, all I was doing was my job. All I was doing, I told you I'm a good, good father. I told you I'm a loving father. What does father mean? Life giver. He says, so get out of my way so I can give you life so the stuff that's killing you I can get rid of. You need to cut that bitterness with God. I just don't understand why that happened back in 88. You need to cut that. I just don't understand why the Lord didn't let the relationship work out. Check up on them. But what you mean? They ain't been nowhere. Ain't doing nothing. Ain't going nowhere. Still talking the same old trash and junk they was talking back in 74. Y'all not saying nothing. Crazy don't change. I just don't know why so and so. Why they didn't realize they didn't have a good thing. Because they didn't realize it. That's why. What you all bitter about it for? What you, what you mad at God for? I don't know why this is going on. Now, make this de- declaration, 915. Make this declaration. In the name of Jesus, name of Jesus I, release I release bitterness, bitterness toward, God. toward God for the things, for the things he's, withheld he's withheld that were for my good. Amen. Here's the second thing. I'm through. Then we have bitterness with others and ourselves. Bishop, I'm still feeling some type of way about that. Why? You need to cut it. Say, I need to cut it. Hebrews 12, 15. Watch this. I'm almost done. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. Trouble, trouble. Why? Because of a root of what? Bitterness. Which means bitterness is a root. How you act when you're bitter is the fruit. So a bad attitude, watch this, is a fruit of bitterness. Got it? Being passive-aggressive with people is a fruit of the root, which is bitterness. Look what it says. It'll spring up one day and it'll cause you trouble. Now notice it uses this term, spring up. See, it goes back to pruning. Because whenever something, whenever weeds spring up in your yard, you got to got to cut them, got to cut them suckers. I lo- when, I, when I watched that video last night, I said, this woman is preaching. She don't even know. I'm gonna send her an offering. She's a gardener Gonna get an offering. She said, You got to cut the suckers. And I said, "She preaching, they don't even know she's preaching. That's what they literally call them as suckers. Why? Because they suck the energy from the plant so that it doesn't put its focus on producing fruit, it puts its focus on trying to maintain the sucker. I said, I'm just so tired. You ain't done nothing. But you're tired because you're sending all your energy to suckers the Bible. Verse 16. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know afterward when he wanted to inherit the blessing he was rejected for he found no place for repentance though he sought it diligently with tears. Here's what happened church. His bitterness caused him to make bad decisions he couldn't reverse later. Because he was bitter he blew stuff up and then went back and like can we put this back together? No. No, 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 because watch this. He says, if you don't know the story, He sells his birthright. And when he sells his birthright, he was the firstborn son. And in the Hebrew culture, the firstborn son got the blessing. It was the right hand. He got the blessing of his father. And what would happen is that if the the firstborn son gave up his birthright for any reason, it could not be reversed. Well, when Esau was bitter, he ended up selling his birthright. And then he came back and like, oh, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I was just in my feelings. I was just in my emotions. I just was having an emotional moment. But your mouth wrote a check, Esau that now your life doesn't have the ability to cast. Look at what this text says. The text says, though he sought it with tears. Check this out. His tears didn't move God because his bitterness betrayed God. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? He's like, God, please give me another chance. Give me, give me one more chance. And God was like, I still love you, but the blessing of the firstborn, that's gone. Jacob got that. The surger got that. I can't get that to you. Well, Lord, can't you just reverse it? Can't you, you, know, can't you just, just reverse it? Can't you, can't you just undo it? Can't you, God said, listen, n- no, I can't because that bitterness, watch this, when you're bitter, you're controlled by invisible strings. And bitterness is dangerous because you can think your wrong decision is right because bitterness is like unforgiveness that's fermented. So as we hold on to past hurt, past pain, waiting on people to right them who sometimes don't even think they were wrong in the first place, we become drunk on our pain so we act like drunk people. What do drunk people do? Make bad decisions they regret the next morning. You hear church. Now watch now this. Check this out. Check this out. Say I need to cut it. Here's what I discover: bitterness is like the residue of painful experiences. So the reality is, is that you don't really know whether or not you're, you've dealt with bitterness until we actually talk about it. Because when we start talking about bitterness, y'all notice how quiet the church got. Yes. We were talking about oxes and asses and all that. People, say it, Bishop. Yeah. Bitterness. I mean, y'all, it was it's like you know. Quiet. What's this? What's this? When you're bitter, you get drunk on the bitterness. So then you start making decisions. You'll know the decision is bad. You ever you ever seen traffic backed up and call yourself still gonna get in the traffic and then get mad that you got in the traffic that you saw was backed up in the first place? Ain't nobody ever done that. Ain't, ain't Ain't nobody. That's what bitterness is. You will make an awful decision and know it's awful and then get in it and say, I don't know why I did this. But today, let me tell you what you're finna do today. Every root of bitterness that was in you towards yourself or other people in the name of Jesus, that's being cut today. Touch your neighbor and say, that's being cut today. Now watch this, watch this, Ephesians 4.31, I'm done. He says this, let all bitterness, wrath, wrath is hot anger. Wrath is how you act when your anger got mad. And normally when you're wrathful, it's your anger has reset. (laughs) What what you mean, Bishop? You have been so angry, you ain't even angry no more? You just like, "Mm mm-hmm, I'm going to handle this. Oh, I'm good. (laughs) How you doing? No, I'm on 10. (laughs) You on 10? Oh, I'm Shalom. (laughs) He said, (laughs) <laughs> Wrath is anger that's been heated up. <laughs> Wrath is when you, didn't, when you didn't put them biscuits you got from the restaurant, but you put them in there for 60 seconds, and you really should have put them in there for 15 seconds, and now when you try to bite into them, it's like biting into a tire. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. you like, them should have been in there 15 seconds. You put them in there for 60 I can't even eat this now. Butter ain't even going to make it good. Look what he says. Let. Let is an action word, which means here's what most of us do. I'm just feeling some type of way right now. I'll be good in a minute. That ain't Bible. Bible says, wait a minute, that looks like bitterness. Sounds like bitterness. Sounds like there's some stuff I got that's unresolved. Let bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor. Watch this. And evil speaking. What's evil speaking? Evil speaking is contrary speaking. Evil means contrary to in Hebrew. So watch this. When you're bitter, here's what you'll say about your own life. I just don't know why nothing ever works out for me. You'll say that about you. You'll talk against you. When you're bitter, you'll talk against people. When you're bitter, you'll have evil speaking. What did he say? Let it be put away from you. With all that malice you got on top of it. It's quiet, church. So here's what he basically says. He says, You made a bitterness cocktail. You had some bitterness, you had some wrath, some anger, some clamor. I don't have time to go into those words. Evil speaking, and some malevolent and some malice on it. And he said, You just been sitting up in the morning, just telling me, Good morning, good morning, drinking your bitterness. <laughs> Poison. Poison. So the middle section, y'all don't know the song? That's why y'all sitting there looking at me like that. Y'all don't know the song, middle section? Don't act like you don't know the song. You got to have fun in church. You can't come to church and be all stuffy. It looked like you was baptized in pickle juice. (laughs) Doesn't even say have fun in church, man. Have fun in church. Life is good. Y'all not saying nothing. When Jesus is first, life is good. I ain't got no reason to be sad. I ain't got no reason to be mad. I woke up this, y'all not saying nothing. Touch your neighbor and say, life is good for me. I, it might not be great for you, but you ought to step on off into this on 10 stuff this man is preaching. Life is too good to be sitting up stank attitude. What was this? He said, let, that means cut it. He said, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger. See, some of y'all, I just, when I, I'm just a hothead. And when I get angry, I don't know how to control myself. You a lie. I know you a lie. If you wasn't, I wouldn't have called you a lie. You a lie. What did, what, what did he say in Ephesians? Let, put it up. What did he say? Let. That means it's an action, which means when you become a hothead and you start hitting stuff and all that and banging your head up against the wall, I'm calling the folks on you. That's what. What did he say? He says, "Stop saying you can't control it. You can control it. What you need to do is cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Get it. <laughs> Wait till eleven fifteen. Wait till eleven fifteen. You know, eleven fifteen can get with it. This is nine fifteen. Look at me, y'all. Oh, you know." Wait till 11 10. You play that, they're going to be up on their feet. Like, wait a minute, hold up. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> watch this. What, watch this. Your attitude is way too high. Your bitterness is way too high. Your wrath is way too high. Your evil speaking is way too high. You need. What's this? What's this? <laughs> Lift your hands. All of y'all need to get saved today. Just in the name of Jesus. Just a salvation anointing. Okay, what's this? I'm being funny, church. I'm being funny. Well, what's this? What's this? What did he say? Let. That's an action word. Meaning, when I sense bitterness, I got to cut it. Let's use another principle we've been talking about. When I sense bitterness, I need to hit. Yeah. When you sitting there mad, talking about, I can't believe they did me like that. I can't believe. Yeah. Right. You need to cut it. I, I'm just, you know what? I just, ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, what? Ooh, child, things are going to get a little easier. Ooh, what? Y'all know, touch your neighbor, say, you know how you get it. You know how you get it. You know how you get it. I'm telling you, if one more per- if one more person do what? What you going to do? You need to cut it. If I get one more call, you work in customer service, you're going to get several more. You need to. <laughs> you ever thought about some of the stuff you say when you bitter? If this phone ring one more time, then what you buy the phone for? Talking about Pokemon. No, get to work, man. <laughs> he said, with all malice, malice is when you desire to see somebody else hurt. And, and that can be a tough one. Because I don't care how much you love God, love people, love life. Sometimes you're like, Lord, can you cut them? (laughs) But what did he say? Let it be put away from you. Now, 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 what's A? Needs to be cut. What's A? Okay, 915 feels uncomfortable with that. That's the Bible. Put the verse up, just in case you just joined us. Deuteronomy 2210. We'll just read the verse, so that way you don't, feel, you don't feel like you're cussing in church. Okay, all right, one, two, ready? Read the verse, church. Okay, so number one is found in Deuteronomy 2210. I said asses. Number two is bitterness. You ready for C? Good. You should be here Wednesday or Sunday because you need to cut that missing church stuff.
0: So I might get to a... Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code VIATOR10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up
1: quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky.